As humans, we are naturally quite helpless animals. We do not have sharp teeth or claws to hunt or even to defend ourselves. We are too slow to chase down prey or to escape predators. In most areas, it would be nearly impossible to survive on a diet of plants alone, especially in the winter. Though we live all around the world, many of us would perish without clothing or shelter. Despite these issues, with the help of our material goods, we have not only survived, but become among the most dominant animals to ever roam this planet. From our earliest ancestors, it has been our tools that has set us apart from the others. An artifact is simply an object that has been made by a human being, typically from past periods that can teach us about the ones that came before. Today we will be talking about some of the oldest artifacts ever discovered. We will be covering the earliest evidence of various technology throughout the archaeological record. Tools have been used by our ancestors for an inconceivable amount of time. We have been separated from chimpanzees for around 7 million years, and they are often looked at when considering the behavior of our earliest ancestors. They are known to pound open nuts with stone hammers, fish for insects with sticks, harvest honey with brushes, and even hunt with primitive spears. It is possible our ancestors even over 7 million years ago utilized similar tools. Unfortunately, these kinds of tools do not preserve well. Stone hammers may be preserved, but since they are unmodified, they can be quite hard to identify since they are just rocks with some wear. The majority of regular rocks have some type of wear. The first modified stone tools, as in they were shaped by hominid hands, predate the evolution of our genus. Stone tools discovered at the site of Lomakwai 3 in Kenya have been dated to 3.3 million years ago. Though they may just look like a bunch of random rocks, they were clearly intentionally crafted. Stone tools are not just made of any stone. They are made ideally of a glass-like rock such as obsidian or flint which can conchoidally fracture. Conchoidal fractures are the result of very hard materials being struck very hard. This sends a shockwave shattering the material and creating an edge that can be sharper than a razor. Not all materials can be shaped with conchoidal fractures, and some can, but very poorly. The tools discovered at Lomaqui 3 were mainly made of basalt and other lava rocks. Not the best material for tools, but the best in the area. The point is, these tools were specifically sought after by these hominids for their properties to break conchoidally. They were shaped in a way that does not conform to accidental natural rock fracture. The nappers, perhaps some of the first of all time, were able to detach a series of adjacent stone flakes. These flakes naturally have a sharp edge and are great for butchering prey animals or for shaping wood. Though it is not clear what these flakes were actually being used for at this site, butchery is the most likely answer. The site of Digika in Ethiopia from 3.4 million years ago preserved the remains of cut marks on animal bones which may have been made with stone tools, perhaps the earliest evidence of butchery. It was once thought that the earliest stone tools were made 2.5 million years ago by the first members of our genus, Homo habilis. Now it appears that stone tools were produced before our genus, Homo, even split off from Australopithecines around 3 million years ago. Before we talk about the other oldest artifacts, I want to bring up an interesting point. 
Some have speculated that in the vast amount of time life has lived on this planet, other species and lineages have developed into hunter-gatherer societies, maybe even great empires, and all evidence has since faded away with time. It is a very interesting idea, though the reason I do not believe any other animal has reached the proper stone age, as in modifying stone tools, is that we do not have any evidence. Life capable of creating tools has really only existed for less than 500 million years. Stone tools can certainly survive through this amount of time. Even fossils have. If there were dinosaur hunter-gatherers running around spearing sauropods, stone tools would likely be available in the fossil record. If a primordial society ever managed to reach the iron or industrial age, we would probably have plenty of evidence. It is possible that the evidence is out there, and we haven't found it yet, but I highly doubt it. I am honestly a little surprised that no other species have even created modified stone tools before. It is a testament to how difficult it is for intelligent life to emerge on a planet of tooth and claw. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Stone tools would advance considerably with the appearance of our genus. 2.6 million years ago, the first hand axes were being made. These tools are called Oldwan. They consist of a core with multiple flakes taken off, creating a sharp edge for processing food, working wood, and even digging. They were extensively used for nearly a million years until the appearance of Acheulean technology 1.76 million years ago. Acheulean hand axes are much more refined. They are made by taking flakes off both sides of a core to make a relatively symmetrical tool. This creates a much larger cutting edge, especially useful for butchery. This technology was widespread throughout Europe, Asia, and Africa. Another technology that was likely widespread during this time were wooden spears. Chimpanzees are known to bite branches to produce sharp edges which they then use to stab monkeys. The idea of a sharp stick used to stab is fairly simple. Homo erectus almost certainly used wooden spears and the technology may be even older than them. Unfortunately, wooden spears do not tend to preserve very well. Our oldest direct evidence of spears are around 400,000 years old, though indirect evidence suggests that even advanced forms of the spear may have been made over 800,000 years ago. A strange bone point found in East Africa's Oldavoy Gorge is hypothesized to have been the tip of a harpoon. I have covered this example multiple times on the channel, so if you want to learn more, check out my fishing in prehistory video. The possibility that it or similar points may have been put on the tips of spears suggests that composite wooden spears may have been in use much longer than once thought. Sharpening a stick is one thing, but hafting a point on a different material to it is a whole nother level of cognitive complexity. Another indirect form of evidence for the use of spears far before our earliest direct evidence would be hafted stone points dating to 500,000 years ago. Hafting a stone point to a wooden spear creates a much deadlier weapon than a simple wooden spear. The stone adds weight to the tip and, more importantly, a very hard and sharp cutting edge capable of slicing flesh and smashing bone. Stone spear points from Kathupan 1 in South Africa have the telltale wear associated with hafted spear points. The damage on the points is consistent with experimental points shot from a crossbow at fresh carcasses. 
The points at Kathupan 1 are the oldest currently known to have been hafted, but it is possible, if not likely, that older evidence exists. Actual direct evidence of wooden spears does not appear until around 400,000 years ago. The Clacton Spear Point is the oldest worked wooden implement ever discovered. It is made of yew wood and was clearly shaped with stone tools with notches found in the same area. It is an amazing discovery, but it is just the tip. A more important finding was the discovery of the Schoenigan Spears. A site in Schoenigan, Germany nearly perfectly preserved 10 wooden tools dating to between 330 and 300,000 years ago. The spears and other tools were found in direct association with animal remains. Most of the spears are straight and aerodynamic, indicative of throwing spears or javelins. Recreations have proven that these spears were effective throwing weapons. One of them is naturally curved and has been interpreted as a thrusting spear. Another double-pointed wooden stick may have been a throwing stick. Throwing sticks have been used across many human societies to target small game or to drive larger game. The Neanderthals at Shonigan may have been targeting waterfowl with these weapons. The last wooden objects yet to be mentioned are short-worked shafts which have notches cut into them. They have been inferred as handles for stone tools. They are likely paired with a sharp flake that would have acted as a knife or possibly a scraper. This one site preserved the oldest complete wooden weapons, throwing sticks, and possibly knife handles. It is undoubtedly one of the most important sites for understanding Paleolithic human technology. Hafting tools seems to have been done over 500,000 years ago, and possibly over 800,000 years ago if Homo erectus was truly making harpoons. But we don't know how these tools were actually held in place. Stone points can be hafted simply by placing them into a wooden haft, though their irregular shape can cause them to fall out easily. Bindings such as sinew or leather are great at holding a point in place, but an adhesive makes a much better haft. The oldest evidence of glue dates back to approximately 200,000 years ago, made from birch bark. It was used to adhere stone flakes to wooden halves. A younger artifact from Germany even preserves a Neanderthal fingerprint pressed into birch tar glue that was used to hold a composite tool together. Neanderthals used birch glues, pine tar glues, and natural bitumen. Some of their pine tar glue was even mixed with beeswax to create a more shock-resistant type of glue. Modern humans had similar technologies, and it would spread around the world as they expanded across it. The next artifact we're going to be talking about is the bow and arrow. The oldest evidence of bow technology comes from 64,000-year-old stone points from South Africa. The projectiles are quite small and have impact damage consistent with contemporary stone points used as arrowheads. They also have traces of blood, bone, and adhesive. They are unquestionably projectile points and were very likely used on the tips of arrows. Other points from the same cave further back up this hypothesis. A bone point found discarded in a hearth dated to 61,000 years ago also seems to have been used as an arrowhead. The microcracks found in this point are nearly identical to modern recreations hafted on arrow shafts and shot into fresh carcasses. The evidence of bow technology at Sibadu Cave far predates the appearance of this technology anywhere else. 
The earliest evidence of bow technology outside of Africa would not appear until around 48,000 years ago in Sri Lanka. Here, small bone points have been found that were likely used as arrowheads for targeting arboreal animals such as monkeys and giant tree rats. Some points also may have been used to hunt freshwater fish. Evidence for the bow in Europe would not appear until around 17,000 years ago, but it didn't become common until much later. Europeans during the Upper Paleolithic seem to have used a different weapon more often. In Europe, spear throwers or atlatls were in use seemingly before the bow and arrow. Our oldest direct evidence of the atlatl comes from a Salutrian site in France. Here, a 17,500-year-old atlatl made of reindeer antler was found. Atlatls allow a projectile known as a dart to be thrown much farther and faster than a hand-thrown spear. The darts are also quite light, and many can be carried by individual hunters. Atlatls seem to have been used in Europe for possibly over 30,000 years. Other cultures may have also used them earlier. Spear throwers commonly referred to as Woomeras were widespread throughout Australian Aboriginal populations and are still in use in some areas. Many have hypothesized that this technology may have been used well into prehistory. The 42,000-year-old Mungo man was found to have arthritis in his right elbow which is consistent with lifelong atlatl usage. It is possible that this technology was created independently in Australia even earlier than it was in Europe. But without direct evidence, we can't know for sure. Hand axes were the main tool to cut down trees and work wood for millions of years. It wouldn't be until much later that stone axes and adzes would actually be mounted to axe handles. An axe is generally considered a tool meant for cutting down trees with a vertical edge. An adze has a horizontal edge and is used to shape wood. A fragment of a stone axe head from Australia suggests that the first mounted axes were produced over 40,000 years ago. The axe was napped and then ground down to produce a smooth cutting edge. This process would have taken many hours to complete. Similar technology would not appear in other sites for thousands of years. By the Mesolithic and later Neolithic, ground axes and adzes would become quite common. These tools are even still produced and used by some tribes in Papua New Guinea and other islands in Melanesia. Drills or borers have been used for hundreds of thousands of years maybe even millions, depending on your definition. A pointed piece of stone can essentially function as a drill. Stone can go through just about any material and can simply be twisted by hand. Actually mounting a stone drill bit can create a much more effective tool, especially when put into a device such as a bow drill or a pump drill. Since bow or pump drills are mainly made of wood and cordage, it can be hard to determine if a stone drill was used by hand or in a composite tool. Some of our oldest indirect evidence of drilling technology comes from Denisova Cave. Here a beautiful stone bracelet dating to 40,000 years ago has been found with a hole present in it. The hole suggests that a drill was spun at relatively high speeds and was held steady. Other remains from the cave, such as animal teeth, also have holes present. It is unlikely that the items were simply drilled by hand. Some implement was probably used. 
It is unclear if these remains were made by Denisovans, Neanderthals, or modern humans, since they all inhabited the cave around this time. It could have even been made by a hybrid between the species. Drills capable of producing artifacts like these would not become common around the world for tens of thousands of years. Some of the earliest evidence comes from Europe. These flint drills date to 15,000 years ago. They are quite fine, which would have been useful for drilling the eye of a bone needle. Needles are another technology that has a fairly murky history. Flint awls, essentially a pointy piece of flint, have been used for a very long time, but an awl is not a needle. Technically, a needle needs to have a hole in it to be a needle. It is quite hard to create an eye in a needle while keeping it thin. A fine drill is needed, and bow or pump drills are very good for this. Therefore, it is not surprising that the earliest eyed needles also appear in Denisova Cave. The needle dated to 50,000 years old, which almost certainly means it was made by Denisovans or Neanderthals. It is made of a bird bone and is very thin. Eyed needles are very useful when making tight-fitting clothing, a necessity for populations living in northern latitudes. But clothes and other objects also need some form of cordage to sew them together. Thin strips of leather, plant fibers, and animal sinew all worked well, especially sinew which tightens as it dries. But twisting fibers together can create a longer and stronger string, and it can also be made from inexpensive materials such as grass or bark. Our earliest evidence of cordage technology comes from a rock shelter in southern France dating to over 50,000 years ago. The small strands were found on a flint tool. The string was made of strands of bark that were made by twisting three different bundles of fibers together. It is the oldest direct evidence of cordage, but other remains suggest that it may have been used far earlier, such as perforated shell beads and eagle talons that may have been held together to form necklaces. Just like other technologies on this list, fishing hooks do not necessarily preserve well in the fossil record. Many hook designs only require wood or a combination of wood and cordage. Others utilize bone, stone, shell, and more. Fishing using hooks likely dates back quite a ways, but our earliest indirect evidence comes from around 42,000 years ago. A cave known as the Jeremiah Shelter dating to this time has preserved the remains of over 38,000 fish bones. Almost half of these bones belong to pelagic fish species, fish that lived in the open ocean. The fact that these people were routinely catching these fish suggests that they had fairly advanced watercraft technology and were possibly using hooks. Though the oldest direct evidence of hooks appears 19,000 years later at the same site. This is in all likelihood not the first hook they ever made. Hooks may have been in use at this site and others in Southeast Asia well before 20,000 years ago. This example is interesting because it also suggests that watercraft is far older than our oldest evidence suggests. This evidence comes from a 10,000-year-old dugout canoe discovered in a bog in the Netherlands. The canoe was slightly short of 10 feet in length and was made of a single Scots pine log. Creating a dugout canoe is very labor-intensive, especially with stone tools. Even if the inside was set ablaze to remove material easier, 
it still would have taken likely over a hundred hours to shape. This canoe was only preserved because it was left in a peat bog which is exceptional for preserving ancient remains. It can be assumed that dugout canoes and other vessels were created long before it. Hominin remains on islands many miles from the mainland suggest that humans may have been making seafaring vessels for hundreds of thousands of years. Neanderthal artifacts have been found on many Greek islands that were even islands during colder glacial periods. One of these islands, which we now call Crete, is over 24 miles or 40 kilometers from its nearest neighbor and has tools dating to 130,000 years ago. Though a seaworthy vessel may have not been used, a flotation device of some sort may have. Homo luzonensis is a hominin species found on the island of Luzon. Their oldest remains date to 770,000 years ago. Luzon has always been an island and is located 50 miles or 80 kilometers from the nearest land. Some kind of device must have been used to bring infants, elderly, and even healthy people. Not many can swim 50 miles straight. Considering that Homo luzonensis was already there 770,000 years ago, their ancestors could have been there far longer. This technology may have just consisted of something buoyant like a log or some coconuts, but it is still very impressive what they are able to accomplish with it. Well, we have pretty much covered every Stone Age technology except some minor things. So now, let's briefly talk about the introduction of metal into the prehistoric world. The earliest metal to be used by humans was copper. Evidence is from northern Iraq and dates to 10,700 years ago. Copper tools and ornaments were made, but only to a limited extent. Copper was also used in the Americas nearly 10,000 years ago in the Great Lakes region. Here, very pure copper could simply be hammered into shape. Copper working would not appear in Europe until around 7 to 8,000 years ago. Cultures in Spain, France, and the Balkans may have developed copper working independently of each other. Copper would be the only metal utilized throughout the world for thousands of years until the eventual discovery of bronze. Bronze is far harder and much more durable than copper. It is typically made by combining copper and tin. The earliest artifacts made of bronze come from the Iranian plateau. Here, artifacts made of native arsenical copper dating to 7,000 years ago are technically the oldest bronze artifacts. Actual tin and copper alloy artifacts found in modern-day Serbia date to 6,600 years ago. Bronze would continue to be a very important metal into historical periods. But this video, just like most other things on my channel, are about prehistory, so we will not be talking about more recent historical artifacts at least not for today. Thanks for watching the video. Make sure to drop a comment or even start a conversation below for the algorithm. I'll be responding in some threads, so type away. You may have noticed that my voice is a little raspy for this video, and that is because I am just recovering from being sick for two weeks, but who cares? You gotta make a video when you gotta make a video. So, this has been your host, Northo2, and I'll see you in the next one. Arrivederci.